are now entering the Brooks. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, you're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I am your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Hello, Jason T. Gaffney. It seems that you're very zen and centered today. Is that the case? <laughs> I'm not fucking zen and centered at all. <laughs> oh, you're an actor. I see. That's what, yes. <laughs> that's what's going on. How are you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, Matt <laughs> got his first vaccine today. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, and we're, um, uh, for those listening at home, Kevin and I are MacGyvering our episode together with multiple recording things because the program we used to use uh, at this current moment is not really usable because of a lag. Yeah, remember those technical difficulties that we totally figured out? We did not fix them, so <laughs> we're going to try something else this time. Unless Chrome is constantly updating itself, which is possible. I guess it's possible. I didn't check to see today if I was updated, but... You shouldn't need to update it every day. No, you really shouldn't. Um, so, okay, well, that's very exciting. So it's like Matt has got his first. I just got my second on Saturday. Congratulations. And so in a little bit, it'll be uh, I'll be fully vaccinated. It's so strange, though, because now I, it feels good in terms of um, I'm sure it's going to make a difference when I see my family and such. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't change any of your behavior that you have to do. At work and in public, I'm still going to wear a mask and everything, like social distance and no, no behavior changes. Well, and that's because you actually care about other people because you are now immune. You mm-hmm. will no longer die from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a 100% certainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you're doing is being considerate for people like me who have not been able to access the vaccine yet because mm-hmm. I'm not eligible yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, from all of us, uh, non-vaccinated folks, I thank you for not changing your behavior until the rest of us can get it. Well, you're quite welcome. It's my Thanks. pleasure to do that. And uh, yeah, well, mostly it's because I don't want the looks, honestly. Like, I definitely do want to ha- play my part in protecting other people, but I don't want to walk around in public maskless right now, regardless of how protected I am, because I don't want to freak other people out, like the way I get freaked out now when I see people without masks on. Yep. So. I don't get... I don't get freaked out, though, when um, when it's just people walking, like, around the neighborhood. As long as they cross the street or we right. we maintain our distance, like, outside, I get less spooked. If it's a busy sidewalk area, wear the fucking mask. But if you're, like, in a more suburban area or on, on a hike and you're far away, like, yeah. and you can, like, pull it up or pull it down, like, that's yeah. fine. It's yeah, when no. it's stores and shit. And I'm like, why are you in here without a mask? So anyway, I won't change any uh, behavior, but I do certainly feel better, and I certainly feel like I'm not going to harm my, you know, family when I see them. So that's that does take a lot of, like, anxiety away, so I'm very grateful for that. So speaking of my good news there, um, should we talk about the bright spot here? Yeah, lay it because on us. Our bright spot this week is good news for all LGBTQ citizens of America. Uh, it is that the House has passed, again, the LGBTQ Equality Act. Now, it still has a long way to go. It has to get passed by the Senate and signed into law. But it's still a historic move because it has a chance. It was passed before in, 19, in uh, 2019. Um, but it had, in Mitch McConnell's Senate, no chance of getting to the floor. 
and now it does. So what it basically does is bring LGBT in as a protected class for federal discrimination laws. So, you know, it doesn't fix any, it doesn't fix the problem of LGBTQ bias in the world. Sure. But what it does is standardize <laughs> what is considered a protected class in the United States of America because the ACLU recently found that 25 states are struggling getting, quote, basic equality for LGBTQ citizens of those states, right? And mm -hmm. these are the moments where you need the federal government to step in. <laughs> like, the states did not decide one by one that women could vote, that no. black people could vote, that no. you can't discriminate uh, in housing by age. No. The federal government has to do these things from time to time, and the federal government is stepping up and doing that thing now, in this instance. So that it only passed the House and has a long way to go is, you know, what it is. But it's still the bright spot because it's about hope and it's about changing really backwards laws and forcing states that do not want to do this to recognize LGBTQ citizens as citizens equally. And that is a good thing. I love that a lot. So that's our bright spot. And I think that that's wonderful because it actually has a chance of passing now. I like that. And mm -hmm. I'm uh, excited to take us to one of those backwater states for our episode today. Fantastic. Well, tell me all about it. I've uh, now done my, you know, political ranting for the uh, for the moment, at least for the moment. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm sure I'm going to fit a political rant in there somehow. But <laughs> I'm done for now. So please tell me what we're talking about. World War Two. Yeah, no, there was not. There's nothing political about World War Two. <laughs> Phantom. <laughs> okay, of the opera. Haircuts. Oh, is this that feeling where you get a, you know, you buzz your hair, but you still feel the phantom effect of having the long hair you had before? A lot of people are feeling that now that barbershops are open again. What? You know, like you you had long hair and now you have short hair, but you still feel like you have long hair. It's, it's, that's not, it's not a phantom limb syndrome for your hair. No, that's it's like fa thing. yeah, phantom hair syndrome. That's what no. I'm talking about. Exactly. So we're talking about phantom hair syndrome in the 1940s. That's right. <laughs> we're going to talk about the infamous and never identified phantom barber of Mississippi. Uh Okay, we'll talk about that in a moment, but do you feel sad that you have locked yourself into saying that's right every episode when I almost never get it right? No, because no. the audience knows how wrong you are. Oh, well, they don't know it until you say what we're talking about. So if we just ended the episode with that's right, I'd never be wrong. But, okay, Perhaps if they're only reading captions and they can't hear my snide uh, sarcasm or disappointment when I say that's right, okay. then they might think that you're right. Ah, but we're trusting our listeners are smart enough to hear you being snarky. Yeah, to hear the subtext and the context of the pauses and the mild disappointment. And the, the mountainous <laughs> disappointment that you show when I don't get it right. Although... Who on earth would think that there was a Sweeney Todd of Mississippi wandering around? Um, I think a lot of these states that might be considered flyover states, I question whether there might be these kind of crazy phantom Sweeney Todd people. All right. Well, you know, let's get into it then. I have no idea what we're talking about, as I think has been well established now. <laughs> 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 so what, do you, what the fuck do you mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, Mississippi doing everything right. Aren't they 50th in education? 
I don't know. I am. Uh, I have so little interest in Mississippi that I have stopped cataloging <laughs> any of their achievements. Oh boy! All right, I'm now. I'm sure you're thinking, "What the fuck, Jason? World War Two, and you bring up a fucking phantom barber from Mississippi." I would be very sad if you didn't bring up a phantom barber in Mississippi <laughs> in World War Two, considering the content of our show. So, no, I wasn't thinking that at all. Okay. Except for the what the fuck, Jason part. I, that does play on a semi-constant loop in my head. I was going to say, that's a universal thought <laughs> that most people have when I'm talking. So, <laughs> Good. Well, it's not just me. <laughs> so, all right. The year is 1942. Uh, what a time to be alive. The day is June 5th. Okay. Two sisters were asleep in their room. In Mississippi. Their names... Mary Evelyn Bridges and Edna Marie Heidel. Not sure how they were sisters with different last names, but they were fucking sisters. Were either of them married? They were not old. So Okay, so they're just sisters who have different last names in Mississippi in 1942. All right. I mean, there was a large story there, certainly, that has to do with a, a long-standing family shame, I'm sure. But... It's outside, probably, of the scope of our show. It's definitely not in our show today. All right. Have babies with who you want to have babies with. Just be there for your babies. Sure. In 2021, in California, yeah. In 1942, <laughs> in Mississippi, I think it's you'd sing in a different tune. Ha ma, ha pa, ha second ma, ha second pa, ha third ma. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just saying there was definitely a top bunk sister and a bottom bunk sister. That's all. <laughs> Their place of residence. Beyond Mississippi, Our Lady of Victory's Convent. Beyond Mississippi? Oh, I you mean it was in Mississippi. They were in. They were living in a convent in Mississippi. Yes. Okay. In 1942. And the exact so, location? If anybody's worried about where their life is right now, at least you're not living in a convent in Mississippi in 1942. And are, people had and, to do that. And are an underaged. Uh, yes, uh, bastard child. Yeah, well, we don't know. We don't know that they were bastard children. Maybe they remarried. No, I'm saying just one of them. <laughs> I don't know which. So what is their exact location? I'm not sure, but it's in the coastal town of Pascagoula. Pascagoula, sure. Are I you know, familiar with that? I know Pascagoula because it's in a Jimmy Buffett song, honestly. Oh. I've never been to Pascagoula, but there's a song that Jimmy Buffett sings. It's about the Pascagoula run. Hey, Pascagoula, I'm oh, running. You know no, I don't know it. I'm just making up a song. I think. What? That's crazy because it's exactly the same as Jimmy Buffett's version. <laughs> hey, Pascagoula. Hi. Why did that become Macarena? Hey, Pascagoula. Hi. <laughs> Pascagoula, Pascagoula. I can't do it that fast. It's too much. There's a love, tongue twister I'd love you. to see you try, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I don't think that these sisters were training to be nuns, though. It's possible they were young nuns. I don't know how nuns are made. I don't know how they start. So <laughs> Nuns are born, not made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make me a nun. <laughs> like in pottery class or something. Oh, and it's like ghosts and God comes behind you to help you mold it, like that scene oh. with Patrick Swayze. That's what, how I understand like getting the calling to be a nun is like. Very sensual. God coming up from behind and rubbing clay all over you? Yeah, the clay of creation. And you are the clay, ironically, 
There's a lot a, of metaphor in the Christians thing. You're a nun now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how fucked up that would be? Like you're just have, living your life and suddenly this guy comes up from behind you and starts rubbing clay all of you and it's like you're a nun now. Well, after I cook you in the flames, then you'll be a nun. <laughs> I have to burn the sin off of you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. what the fuck were these two people doing at a nunnery in Mississippi? Sleeping. First, a quote from Medium.com. Quote, Since Pascagoula provided the perfect environment to build warships as World War II carried on, this resulted in the town's population increases. As a result, the residents of Pascagoula were left on edge even more than usual that very summer. End quote. Okay. Because, you know, they're from a state where they don't see a lot of people and the idea of others makes them nervous. Oh, sure. Well, you know, that sounds very close to the human condition. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to our sisters who might not or might be real sisters. We don't know. They might be sisters in the nun sense. I don't know. They could be sisters from other misters, sisters from other ladies, sisters we don't know. who it's are very convent confusing. Sisters. They're sisters in a place where everyone's called sisters, but they might be actual biological sisters instead of just nunnery sisters. But if they are, then why do they have different names and why aren't either of them marry something? Yeah. I don't understand. Sister, 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 <laughs> doctor, sister, doctor, doctor, <laughs> sister, sister. <laughs> Wait, are you talking to your actual sister or me, sister? You, sister, which one? <laughs> Sister, sister. That's how they decide. That's how they call each other. So they know they're talking to their their biological sister, sister. They say that to each other, but then otherwise they say sister, you know, Marie. We just watched uh, the episode of the UK Drag Race, spoilers, where the drag queen named sister, sister gets kicked off. There's a drag queen named sister, sister? Yes. Okay. It's a lot. Okay. All right. Back to our sisters. <laughs> Can't even fucking say it without laughing now. <laughs> So back to our sisters. Okay. They're asleep in their bedroom, right? Are they sharing a bed? I don't know, but they're right, in a bedroom know. together. We're going to get past this. We don't need... You know what? I'm going to be okay with not knowing. Let's so, just get past this. This is... They're asleep, right? Until yeah. Mary Evelyn Bridges woke up. Okay. Apparently, some strange man cut a slit in the window uh, screen and entered the room. Uh, Why, you might ask... To cut off some locks of hair from the two young women. Oh, this is not the story of a phantom barber. <laughs> this is the story of a fucking pervert serial killer. That's fun. <laughs> so, That's great. Oh, uh, uh, trigger warning. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another Jason T. Gaffney patented... Post-event trigger warning. <laughs> I will tell you this. It's going to end... The story's going to end happier than you're expecting at this then point. Then it starts. Okay, that's yeah. good. I, I love when you come to a trigger warning after you've done... It's like... <laughs> Boo! Trigger warning. By the way, yeah, that, that might be like, if you're triggered by home invasion, that triggered you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> She, Mary Evelyn Bridges, is quoted telling the Greenville News, quote, I saw the figure of a kind of short, fat man bending over me with something shiny in his hand, and he was fooling with my hair. When he uh, saw me open my eyes, he said, shh. I yelled. <gasps> he jumped out of the window, end quote. Yeah. Uh, 
at first I thought it was Santa Claus, but then I thought it's June. <laughs> I just like the idea of like, shh. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll be quiet. No, you fucking crazy asshole. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, he wants me to be quiet. I think that's a good idea. God. So here's the good part. The young women would confirm that nothing else happened to them and they were unharmed. I mean, I guess I have to take their word for it. Uh, knowing the possible stigma against sexual assault victims that might have uh, existed in Mississippi at the time. Yeah. I worry, but this is what they're saying, so I'll have to take that at face value. I, th- I think they got investigated to make sure and they were... I don't think there was any bruising or any injuries. So I do, I actually, in this case, do believe that there wasn't anything here. Okay. How, 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 how big was this window though? (laughs) Big enough for a short fat guy to come through apparently. I guess so. So A Keebler elf came and stole some hair and then it's gone. (laughs) What uh, is it? Jeff Sessions? I don't know. It might be the leprechaun that showed up later in our earlier story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Isn't Jeff Session known as the Keebler Elf? He is a Keebler Elf, but he's from Alabama. Oh, so he's not this Keebler Elf. No, he's the head Keebler Elf. Oh, God. Their, their, their headquarters are in Alabama. Take your cookies elsewhere. They call them ear quarters, though, in a punny little nod to how big their ears are. You proud of that? You proud of that one? I'm working on being proud of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Am I proud is a larger question than we can really dive into in just this one podcast. You uh, you seeing a therapist there, buddy? <laughs> Feels like you might wanna might wanna address that in a professional setting. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm triggered now. Uh, oh, trigger warning. Trigger oh trigger warning. You need therapy. Trigger warning. Um <laughs> No, if if look, if punning is wrong, then I don't want to be right. I didn't say it was wrong. I just wanted to know if you were proud of it. You just need I you just think I need mental help for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, goddammit, I'm proud of it. I'm the proud of it. Best comedians get mental help. <laughs> Good for yourself. <sighs> All right. So, Mary will be Oh, I thought you were just calling me Mary for oh, fun. Mary, girl, you need help. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. All so, right. So Mary is the only person in this whole adventure, by the way, who will have been able to give an eyewitness account of what the Phantom Barber looks like. Short and fat. So that's the only description we have of this person. Apparently on one site, they claim that she said that he was wearing like a hoodie, like a white hoodie, but nobody else but mentioned it. And I'm not hoodies sure. Hoodies having not been invented yet. Yeah. I doubt that's true. I was like, that feels weird. Yeah, that does feel weird. Unless he's like a priest. In the internet world, sometimes you get wrong information. That's right. They they were able to identify him by the Adidas print outside the window. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what's I, what's Adidas's slogan? Uh, I don't. Adidas, you've got it. I don't know. I'm just making it up. 
Adidas. You need us. Ooh. I believe. I think that you should reach out to them and say that we've coined a new, uh, and by we, I mean you, because you definitely coined that one. That's my intellectual property, everybody. That's mine. Okay. So I got to see a photo of the two sisters in the San Francisco Examiner, and both young women are smiling, and Laura is holding up a patch of hair that's been cropped on Mary's head. So, like, you can see, like, the part that was, like, chopped. Oh. So, like, you see how it's shorter over here, and it's long on the other side? Isn't it nice when um, victims of assault are made to stand with the evidence of their victimhood? That's nice. By the way, trigger warning. Yeah. (laughs) So I will tell you this. They definitely, you know, they were trying to keep their spirits up even though they had been violated. Like, yes, they weren't, as far as we know, they were not sexually assaulted Although you could make an argument that cutting off someone's hair without consent could be labeled in the sexual assault, or is it just a regular assault? Either way, they were I violated. Think that's a regular assault, uh, but we don't know what he did with that hair later. And yes. uh, my mind goes certain places, trigger warning, that <laughs> <laughs> makes it maybe a, a post event sexual assault. <laughs> So let's move on, shall we? And (laughs) we're walking. We're walking. Okay. (laughs) So everyone in town is kind of like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, and and it's starting to spread all over the country. Everyone's kind of like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. Danny DeVito's in here cutting people's hair off. (laughs) (laughs) There's a guy dressed like a penguin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the story spun out of control. (laughs) So, all right. The story would get even weirder when several days later, the Phantom Barber would strike again. Phantom Barber. This is so much more a romantic name than what this fucking guy really is. You know? (laughs) Sneaking into people. He's like a fucking burglar who sneaks into people's houses, cuts off their women's. It's got to be only women's hair, right? And um, then leaves with it. And... uh, we're in such a place and time that this is just a adorable phantom barber. Jesus Christ. I'll tell you a tale of phantom barber. He slits <laughs> your screen and comes in and hacks off your hair. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Um, I'm proud of it, Someone's going to harm you. Someone's going to try. <laughs> oh, my God. Cut that hair off now, <laughs> Papa. <laughs> Me. Oh. Okay. Hair is on fire. <laughs> that's what that's what I was looking for. That's what I was trying to think of. Hair is on fire. <laughs> um, did they make hair pies? Was there a fucking lovable Mrs. Lovett making hair pies? It's the best pies in Pascagoula. That's right. This is the same time that hair pies got really popular in Mississippi, isn't it? You've heard about hand pies, but now have you heard about hair pies? Thanks to rationing, we're forced to eat all sorts of new things. <laughs> it's filled with no nutrients because it's dead cells. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So this time he would enter the bedroom of not not, trigger warning. This time (laughs) I'm getting better. Yes. This time he would enter the bedroom of none other than six-year-old Carol Petey. Neither her nor her six-year-old twin brother would awaken, though, to this barber strike. 
But Kara would awaken the next morning to find a whole bunch of her hair cut off of her head and that the screen was once again cut open. And this time, however, there was a clue. It was a hoodie. No. (laughs) (laughs) A single sandy footprint was left on their bedroom floor. And it was an Adidas. (laughs) When you said a single, I I thought it would be a single tear. But that didn't make sense. A single from fucking who? The person cutting the, the hair? The burglar. Yeah, exactly. That, that fucked up of an individual? Yes, exactly. He has a moment when he's doing this right after he's done that just have just massive remorse for just who he is, you know? What it's have a moment I of self reflection. What have yeah. I done? Her what hair looks terrible now. So when you said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you said it was a fandom barber, for some reason, I thought this was going to be an Edward Scissorhands kind of situation in which he was giving them haircuts that they actually wanted, but no. <laughs> I don't have a response to that, so I'm going to keep going. Well, a barber, a phantom barber, sounds like maybe he's styling the hair. I guess that would be a phantom stylist, and that's not what this is. This is just a person. Of, it's not a phantom barber. This is a fucking night stalker who comes and creeps on your hair of little girls. This is a pervert. Well, who's cutting the hair of little girls? Yes, yes. All right, okay. and and rightfully so. Like you're freaking out. The townspeople started freaking out. I am a little bit. Yeah. All right. So some person presumed to be a short fat man was cutting <laughs> screens and going into little girls' rooms and cutting their hair. Yeah, sure. We know this. There were probably several citizens of town who were very nervous right about now. <laughs> I'm just a barber. Why are you throwing bricks at my store? Because <laughs> you're a short, fat barber. <laughs> they come to me. I don't go to them. Well, that that that, 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 that does make a big difference. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Things would take a slight turn on June 23rd. Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> if you're triggered by June 23rd, this is your trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> if we, we would get... The one fucking listener who has a June 23rd <laughs> trigger. Um, my apologies and condolences, and I do recommend help if the words June 23rd does trigger. As someone who gets help for various things, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Moving on. June 23rd. <laughs> the phantom barber would go after a woman instead of a little girl. Okay. He's getting bold. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Don't what? Say, it was like an encouraging bold. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm so, yeah, I'm so proud of him. I'm so, <laughs> yeah, test your boundaries, guy. <laughs> he would break Jeez. into Mrs. Taylor's bedroom and take some of her hair. She doesn't have a first name? No, it's Mississippi in 1942. She doesn't have a first name. Every She's fucking, married. Every fucking article would reference, like, her husband's name, but not her. And it's yeah. so frustrating. She is the victim, not Mrs. him. Mrs. Edwin Taylor. Yep, got it. So, all right. Mrs. Taylor was an extra weird case because she was sleeping next to her husband and their two little girls. Mr. Taylor. Oh, no, I'm just calling him her husband. He doesn't get a name. Got it. Equality. (laughs) (laughs) We need to find out her maiden name and call him that. All right. (laughs) He's Mr. Heckle. (laughs) So she's in bed next to her husband and they're two little girls. And so they're all sharing a bed. Eh, I don't a know time. if the girls were in bed. with. Anyway, according to her, the Tribune newspaper interview, uh, mm-hmm. she revealed that two inches of her permanent was cut off. Um, Not my perm. <laughs> and then she revealed that she, quote, 
had a vague feeling of something passing over my face, then woke up feeling ill, end quote. Uh, what would pass over her face? Basically. I, uh, I'm worried. Basically now, the authorities yeah. started to suspect that the phantom barber was now using chloroform to keep his victims quiet and asleep while he performed his haircuts. Christ almighty. This guy. <laughs> it's a very good thing you already told me that this story ends happier than it seems to be right now. Because this guy is fucking escalating. So... It's going to get a trigger warning. It's about to get a little bit worse, and then it's going to get better, okay? The next one is a jerry curl. (laughs) The next one, he cut her hair into a bob. (laughs) No! (laughs) I'm going to give us a 20-minute break to collect our feelings. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be right back. Okay. Are you feeling better? Yes, I had a Snickers. I'm all right. Okay. I'm good. I'm good now. So, all right. Are you ready to get a little bumpy? Yes. Okay. So, I want to point out that it is weird that he didn't go for all three women in Mrs. Taylor's house. There's so much that's weird here. It's hard to pinpoint one thing. Yeah, it's, it is weird. But mm-hmm. also, who knows why he was cutting screens and entering their homes in the first place, so... I mean, okay, I don't know, because, like, there are a lot of animals in in the area, like horses, right? There's horses. You can't have horse hair. It's got to be sleeping lady hair. Apparently. It's, I guess so. The Phantom Barber went from peaceful to violent in August. Oh, no. When? August 14th, 1942, to be exact. Trigger warning. <laughs> August 14th is a very volatile time. It's hot. People are on edge. Yeah. There's a world war. Right. So the barber would enter the home of Mr. and Mrs. Heidelberg. Again, they gave us Mr. fucking name, but I decided to opt it out because they didn't give us Mrs. first name. Okay. The Heidelberg residence. So he would attack them with an iron pipe. Oh, God. So they were like (laughs) awake. Were they awake? No. No, he just started hitting. Okay, he just, he didn't even try with the chloroform. He was like, I tried that once. I'm done with that now. <laughs> um, He's going to start hitting him with iron pipes, I guess. So their house would have a slit in their screen window like the others, but instead of taking hair, he would smack the couple with the iron pipe, breaking some of her teeth and knocking oh. the man out. God. So he's like, no teeth for you and no being awake for you. Oh, God. Okay, and then? Quote from Medium.com. Quote, Both of them survived their attack, though the whole event happened so quickly that neither got a good look at their assailant. Also, oddly enough, the barber did not take any locks of hair like his previous attacks. Although, (laughs) we're just done with that now. Although no hair got stolen this time, the screen to their window was slit. End quote. Wow. Do we have to assume this is the same person? That's the thing. Because the MO changed quite a bit. So this made people lose their collective minds. Sure, yeah. Because that's an escalation on a different scale. Yes. The small seaside town city 
whatever it is, was normally sleepy, right? And quiet. And pleasant. I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Stay awake or yeah. you'll get a haircut. Exactly. Um, so it's normal- it wasn't sleepy for the past few months, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it used to be pleasant to live in, but now there's like a psycho who's not only yeah. cutting off hair from women and girls, but now the psycho is bashing people in with a fucking pipe like in Clue. Right. Oh, God. They're like, are you Mr. Body? Just as a sidebar, um, it feels like so many, like, it feels like the clue weapons are really weighted in favor of bludgeoning. Don't you think? Yeah, candlestick, There's a knife, a rope, and a gun. Yep. But then there's the lead pipe, the wrench, the candlestick. That's all bludgeoning. So full half of of the weapons in clue are beat to death with weapons if i learned anything from murder she wrote it's that i'm most likely to get murdered with a fire poker since mm. that was the weapon of choice in like 75 percent of episodes really it was ridiculous <laughs> and <laughs> it's always a bludgeoning and i think that there should be a uh, a poison one they added one they added a poison chalice to the anniversary game really yeah oh good so they they took my note that's i'm glad they took your that note means a lot to me. Before you that, gave it, that's my IP, guys. <laughs> that was like a trigger warning to them. Yeah, trigger warning. I'm coming for you, bitch. Hasbro. All right. <laughs> Come at me, Hasbro. <laughs> Do you even Hasbro? <laughs> uh, oh dear. Okay, so that was my sidebar. So at this point, according to the newspapers, over ten different people had their hair cut. By this person. I guess we've skipped a few. We did. I didn't find fine. them. They, again, this was a bit of a, I had to, I had to dig for this one. I dig. Gotcha. For all of you listeners and for you, Kevin, I dug deep. Well, we all appreciate it so much. So, <laughs> trigger warning for me <laughs> for that sarcasm. <laughs> all right. No, we do appreciate it. We do. I really wanted to know about this fucked up pervert in Mississippi in 1942. <laughs> so basically, 10 people had their hair cut, but now the police are finally getting into high gear. They're like, somebody got their face smashed in with an iron pipe. Looks like we got to go to work. <laughs> All up until now, it's just been a little bit of light uh, home invasion and some... Uh, it's not even petty theft. It's pretty theft is what it is. <sighs> the hair is so pretty. But uh, now that he's hitting people, uh, and especially men, now that he's hitting men, uh, I think it's time to do something about it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it. the level of misogyny, even from this little bit. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, I'm sure you're curious as to if they arrested anyone. Well, yeah. They did. Okay. Was there any investigation at all, or did they just grab the first short fat man? <laughs> Which hey. I doubt they did, because that guy had to be on the police force. Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> yes chubby joe <laughs> that, that's me have you been cutting off girls hair no no it's uh, i mean it's a pandemic i'm um, it's a lock i'm in the lockdown this is pandemic wait uh i'm gonna arrest you anyway <laughs> oh well all right trigger warning <laughs> <laughs> trigger warning you're going to jail <laughs> trigger warning no i mean i have a gun oh <laughs> oh <laughs> Anyway, there was a man named William Dolan. Okay. Who quickly became their prime suspect. Was he short and fat? Why? <laughs> because he was short and fat? Well, not only was he a 57-year-old retired chemist, uh-huh. but 
He also did his schooling in Germany and was apparently a Nazi sympathizer. Okay. He Well, a Nazi sympathizing chemist would have some creative uses for hair, I guess. He also had apparently um, had a vocal disagreement with the Heidelbergs, um, which the police were like, cool, that's a motive. Okay. <laughs> Although they probably it's... said it more like, cool, that's a motive. That's a motive. <laughs> it's kind of nice to hear that Mississippi cops arrested an anti-Semite once. <laughs> and then they found some human hair near his house. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like that everyone has human hair near their house, right? I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> All right. Now, I knew you were going to say that, so I <laughs> wrote this paragraph with you in mind, Kevin. Okay. There were they were in bags. One was laying, one said Heidelberg perm. <laughs> that was not who got the perm. I know. All right. <laughs> he permed it after he got it. Now. <laughs> Before you get all up in arms with it could be any person's hair, they yeah. did do an ID on it, and it matched six-year-old Carol Petey's hair, who had been okay. barbered only recently before the attack. Okay, then. So, William Dolan was arrested on attempted murder charges. Oh, wow. The police chief, A.W. Ezel would go on to say that Dolan was trying to demoralize the locals who were working hard on making warships for the war effort. So he's trying to freak oh, people out. He's, I see, because he sympathizes with Germany. He wants to harm the war effort. Wow. Is this how it, like, shook out? Yes. Or is this how it, like, was this their first attempt at arresting somebody? We'll get there. This, okay. <laughs> He was arrested publicly and convicted quickly, I believe. Okay. Um, it gets a little choppy here, but... <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I need to take off a foot of my episode. It got a little choppy, starting with the haircut he received in prison. <laughs> and the public was like, good, I'm glad you arrested that fucking Nazi sympathizer, because if you sympathize with Nazis, you're a terrible fucking human being. That's absolutely what they said in 1942 in Mississippi. Yes. If only they would say that today. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't say that in 2018 in Mississippi, but okay. A little while later, William Dolan was allowed to take a lie detector test and passed when he claimed that he did not cut the hair of the people or attack the couple. And this is after he was convicted? After he was convicted. Okay. And a judge would release him. Oh. Um, basically saying new evidence comes this new, like, we got to let him go. I'm sorry. The new evidence is him saying I didn't do it? With a lie detector test. I'm sorry. The new evidence is him saying I didn't do it? This is taken for evidence? Yeah. Well, the thing is they don't have any eyewitnesses. So. Okay. It's Unfortunately, it's the justice system. We have to let people go who possibly could have done it if we don't know for sure. Right. All I say, all I'm saying is that lie detector tests are not admissible evidence anymore because of their unreliability. <laughs> so he was released on the evidence that we don't even allow anymore. Yeah. Well, this was back in a time when I Mississippi know. hated Nazis. So and they thought that lie detector was an actual lie detector. <laughs> so, all right. It is possible that someone who hated him for being a Nazi sympathizer could have gone through all that effort to frame him. Sure. In my opinion, it seems like quite a bit of work 
when they could have just, like, probably beaten the shit out of him and not gotten arrested because he was a fucking Nazi sympathizer yeah. during a war. It is really weird that the hair ended up near his place, but not in his place. So it's part of me that's like, he would he have gotten that sloppy that he'd leave the hair outside but not inside? But if he's a chemist, maybe he was burning the hair and making weird shit with it. Like, I don't fucking know what his life was. I don't either. So I mean... Being a Nazi sympathizer, to me, is enough reason to go to prison, but that's, you know, not what he was arrested for. <laughs> right. After he was arrested, the Phantom Barber stopped being a ghostly break-in haircutting service. And was just a service. <laughs> service, as if it was somehow asked for. But no, it stopped being a ghostly break-in service and became just a Nazi sympathizer, roving, crazy Nazi chemist. Which, <laughs> I feel comforted. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't a ghost. <laughs> Just a Nazi chemist. Quote from Medium.com, quote, And if he truly wasn't the phantom barber, then the real perpetrator has never been identified or caught. That aside, the motive behind why locks of the victim's hair were stolen has never been explained either. End quote. It has been sufficiently explained in my head. <laughs> But as I've as has been pointed out to me, I need help. I, and this one, I think you're good. I think you don't need help on this one. <laughs> okay, thanks. Okay. Okay. What is the bright side? We found a Nazi sympathizer and arrested him and put him in jail for a brief time until he said really convincingly, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I nine. I mean, no. I did not 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 cut the hair. <laughs> So, what is the bright side? Um, you tell me. <laughs> well, hair grows back. That's good. Hey, I didn't think of that one. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> so, yes, that is a a consolation for a, a violation of these people's bodies that at least it was like something that could grow back. So, it's not like... Except he... for the teeth. Teeth don't grow back. Yeah, that was... That's a rough one. Um, yeah, that's tough. First, no one died. Yes. That's Very a big true. deal. That is a big deal. This person... Especially when you've got roving, knife-wielding Nazi sympathizers in the countryside and the, t- the seaside towns of Mississippi. Yeah, I don't... Like, that no one died is, is very nice. It's insane. So, second, beyond the couple that was hit with a lead pipe, as far as we know, no one was physically harmed. Yes, rather true. So... Just psychologically damaged Just for the rest of their life. In dire need of help <laughs> from a therapist. <laughs> yes, right. Um, Which barely existed. <laughs> it, I bet a lot of them could have used a hoodie right about then just to draw it up and yeah, like feel comforted. Try and cut my hair now, bitch. Yeah, exactly. I'd sleep in a hoodie. Yeah. That's actually how the hoodie got invented was to, like in a psychological response to this. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, uh, let's just go with it. We're going to go it's with true. it. Okay. The other thing is, it did not stop the shipbuilding efforts. Thank God. So, I mean, if, if this was really a Nazi sympathizing plot to stall like the war demoralize effort, a town. Yeah, exactly. Then it, they, they said, fuck you. That's pretty amazing. Like, if that was the motivation, like, that is some... Machiavellian, like, ridiculousness. Like, I don't, I can't think it was that simple, though, also. Like, like, 
<laughs> I think there's a, that is, I think that there's a much simpler answer as to why he was cutting the hair of these ladies. <laughs> I do. I, he's like sitting at home one day and he's like, oh boy, I really love those Nazis. What could I do to help? Exactly. I know. I'm oh, going to go I know. cut off hair of little girls and freak people out. No. Exactly. It's it, I, Just because I happen to have that proclivity anyway doesn't mean that it won't demoralize the town. <laughs> nice benefit. I get creepy <laughs> hair and I get to demoralize. Win-win. <laughs> God. This fucking creep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to see how the hair reacts with the chemical compound of my insanity. <laughs> I have number of fluids that I can mix this hair with. Oh, God. What? Was? Was? That's our show. <laughs> Sadly, people know that already. Okay, well, thank you for that. <laughs> That's our show. Well, thank you for telling me about this. I'm going to just have some nightmares tonight, and I will close the door extra tight. Yeah, I figured this was kind of like a redemption for that Netflix special that came out with the guy who cut the the screens and then killed everyone. (laughs) Oh, Night Stalker. Yeah, that one. one. I watched it. Yeah, no, I did. I watched that. It's creepy as fuck. Yes. So was this. I feel like this is less creepy, though, because people didn't die. It is. There's a lot less of blood and, you know, actual murder here. But it's still creepy. Yeah. I, still creepy. I'll put it this way. If you come up in my house and cut my hair without asking, I'm the one who's going to be wielding an iron pipe. Yeah, exactly. In a related issue, if anybody is out there who is breaking into houses and cutting hair, um, I, I need a haircut. Oh, boy. I'm just saying if you, if you have to do it, at least give someone a haircut who needs a haircut. That's, that's what I'm saying. You can't cut out a part of a perm. That's that's a crime. We just went from like a 20 to tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, good. I feel like my work is done here. Thank you, Jason. Are you, pr- always... are you proud of that? <laughs> are you proud of that? Yes. I said I am. I am. God help me. I am. God help me. Uh, you have a great week. I'll see you next week. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brightside K and J and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look look on on the the bright bright side. side.